All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Reality Roundtable. I'm your host, Jonathan Brown, and today I got the host of Gym Dropper Sports with me, Shanti Stewart. Shanti, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hey, man, my name is Shanti Stewart, you know, a recent graduate from the University of South Carolina. Uh, I host my own podcast called Gym Dropper Sports. I also am featured on a podcast called The Panthers Brawl, courtesy of the Brawl Network. But mainly everything I do is about sports, so with my channel, we, I, I hit either the latest things that's going on in the sports world, so it could be breaking news, or I'll do my I'll do my own expose type of stories and decide, you know, I may want to hear a story that may have happened years ago, but just want to shed some more light on it. So that's basically what what who who I am and what my channel is about. And like the way that you use that, the way that you um uh, give give context to things, like you put it in kind of a cultural reference, like how like what had happened back then can apply like and you put it in today's terms yeah man i try i try, I try to do that man i just feel like that there's a lot of things that have that has happened that a lot you know a lot of people like our age or younger weren't well aren't well versed in but because i'm i'm just a student of this sports thing man i, I you know i i'm a sports junkie I, I like going back and doing the history and stuff but i like being able to bring that back up to people and just give them references that could apply you know what i'm saying i, I just feel like it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that came from the past that we still got to know about. So, I mean, I just feel mm-hmm. like if I can if I can do that, and that's my type of storytelling, I just got to give it to the world. Now, how, now with the, uh, now with the idea of Jim Dropper's Force, how did that come about, and like, what made you want to do something like that? So, Jim Dropper's Force came from, honestly, I, I had one of my, one of my pro fights. He, he had started. He had started his own sports thing, and I always I had my own YouTube channel prior, but you know it was just with, it was with a, a bunch of my homeboys, and we would just do like daily topics, general topics for everybody to enjoy. But I always knew I wanted to be a sports a, a sports uh, a sports commentator, a sports figure. So I mean, I was like, I was like, man, I, I just sat around, and waited, and waited. I'm like, man, I really need to go do what I really was called. What I feel like I was called to do, which is be a sports be a sports personality. So I just went ahead, jumped right into it. And it just stemmed from there. It all stemmed from our from our prior uh, YouTube channel, Gym Droppers, and we just went from there. And what was your original YouTube channel about? We, uh, we just did like we did like everyday topics. Like we did, we would talk about relationship stuff, like, relationship uh, things, uh, just dealing with everyday life, dealing with like you know the mental health struggles, stuff like that. We just we really just hit like everything. It was just really like a, a talk show just for everybody. Now, do you plan on getting back into that channel, or are you just gonna stick with sports for now? Oh yeah, we, we, we're gonna get back into it. I think a lot, me and my me and my homeboys, we've all decided to go and do focus on our passion. So my passion is sports. I have I have I got another homeboy, uh, man man. He he does uh, he does phone tech and stuff like that. He does technology. So he started his own uh, he started his own tech channel. Then my other homeboy I did the show with, he did a life advice channel. Like he's he's got a whole channel just strictly on life advice. That's really his expertise so we just all separated we want to do our own things but we we definitely plan on getting back to it in the future once we start building up a bigger following on as, as individuals we want to come back and just put it all back on the main channel now with your focus being on sports and sports kind of coming back right now you know with the nba the wnba the mlb soccer what, what is your take on all the sports being back uh, it's great i mean i, I know it's great for the mental for every for almost everybody in America because you know we man, America's is is run off entertainment like if, if if there's no entertainment man that we don't really operate well like we have to have something to keep us occupied so sports is the mm-hmm. big is the biggest really 
I hate to say distraction, but it's the biggest thing to help us not feel as bad about our situation right now, you know? So, I, I mean, I feel like it's, it's necessary in the sense of getting everybody just to kind of feel like there's some normalcy, but I, I didn't predict that we would get sports this year. I didn't think the NBA would come back. I truly, I truly don't see how the NFL is going to operate under, like, under the circumstances, but I mean, it's great. But it's still kind of, I still kind of feel trepidations about it because you know, you, I because we we all know they're like, bro, it's it's not over yet, you know. Now, how do you think each sportsly? What is your opinion on how each sportsly handled trying to get back into sports? I think the NBA has probably handled it the best. Like, I mean, I mean, they they have like, I think that the circumstances in which the NBA plays games anyway is more conducive to them being able to get back because you know, put everybody in a bubble. Nobody leaves. If you leave, you get you get tested. Everybody's getting tested every day, even if you're here and you're good. You're still getting tested every day. So I think the NBA probably handled it the best. Uh, MLB, you know, I, you know, MLB. I mean, I know I heard that they've had. I think what team was it yesterday that had a had a reported case of COVID nineteen? I think it may have been the Mar- like the Marlins. I'm not even sure. I haven't even heard about it. Yeah, I saw it come up. I, I saw it uh, yesterday on my phone. I mean, so the MLB is gonna be a little weird. I thought I thought MLB could probably do it because you know there, I mean there's less there's less players on there's less players on the field for a baseball game there are than there are football so I I thought MLB could pull it off but they're kind of they're, they're struggling with that soccer uh, not gonna lie I wouldn't have any idea what they're doing I, I I just because it's America just because it's it's MLS and I don't think many people were going to the games anyway I don't think they had too much to really worry about so <laughs> so. But, you know, WNBA, of course, they're doing the same thing as the NBA. They're, they're working in the bubble. The NFL, I just don't see how they're going to be able to come back. That just doesn't seem realistic to me at all. Yeah, for me, I don't I don't see the NFL season happening. I don't see college football happening. No. I don't, I don't see how the MLB can do this because with all the travel they have to do, see, with the NBA and the WNBA, they don't have to travel. Right. They're all condensed in one space. So I like I just don't see how they will be able, the MLB will be able to finish their season, and the, and with the NFL, it's just the fact that the owners and players, while they may have come to an agreement on getting on testing procedures and getting training camp start, I just feel like that there's just a distrust between the two sides. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean that, that I mean we we've already know this has been a contentious relationship between players and owners. For what? When we're going on probably like two decades now, like from 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 back to back CBAs, I'm like, bro, they they don't. There's no trust with the, between between those two. I and you know, and mind you, the NFL not even really putting any real policies in place until the NFL PA put the pressure to them to, to do so. Like they weren't, they, they were just gonna operate as like at, at, a, at a normal rate, like like mm-hmm. nothing. I, so I mean, they, I just. It just it just isn't realistic to see football coming back. College football's out. That's, that's, there's absolutely no way you can have a college football season. And, and if I'm a college athlete, especially if I'm a projected, you know, first second round guy, first or second round pick, oh, I don't play at all. I don't care if you have a season. You do not play. So if you're Trevor Lawrence, you've played your last college football you've game. Played your, you've done enough. Trevor Lawrence. There is nothing Trevor Lawrence can do now to prove he's to to. Prove even more that he's a number one pick. If you didn't know Trevor Lawrence was a was a top top five prospect, top you know really one or two, and, and coming coming out, then you just didn't watch college football for the last two seasons. I just can't I can't help that. 
Justin Fields doesn't need to play another doesn't need to play another game. Jamar and Chase. He oh he absolutely does not have to play another game. He's done enough. He you see what he did to AJ Terrell. He's done enough for like he, he's done Man, enough. Don't, don't, don't speak on AJ Terrell. Even though <laughs> even though I, I I went to South Carolina, I was cheering for Clemson that game. No, I, I know you were. I know you were. <laughs> and yeah. look, yeah, Jamar Chase has done quite enough. Right? They, 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 the top player shouldn't play. Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, you don't play. You don't have any like. There's nothing to gain from from playing now. You know, like this. This is really nothing to gain. And Clemson, and Clemson especially because they've had like 37 players be diagnosed with COVID-19. So, my thing with that is, if it's not safe for the students to come back to school, how in the world are you going to be able to have college football? Because remember, they're always preaching that they're students first. But they're athletes second, if that's what they preach. But if they preach that, then you have to go by what other students are doing. And if other students are not coming back to campus, then the players should not come back to campus. Then. Yeah, but you know, but you know, we we already you know we already know the game with that man. We know that that whole student athlete thing is really just it's a it's a it's a, it's a whole facade. It, it's, it's it's it has it hasn't been real since the inception of college sports. I mean, like they, they these guys are these are employees. Mm-hmm. These are these these are these these are employees, and they're, and they're and they're and they're being treated as such because, like you said, if college if the students aren't coming back, how can why would you subject athletes to something that you wouldn't allow to where you wouldn't allow regular students to be subjected to? These mm-hmm. guys aren't they they're not getting paid. You that the the rules have still not been passed to allow them to make money off of their likeness. They should not be put at any risk. You treat them just as much. You treat them the same way you treat a student. And if the and if the students aren't coming back. Athletes aren't coming, shouldn't come back either. I mean, with that whole thing, I look at it like this. Okay, say like the students do come back. Everybody gets tested. Everybody, and, you know, let's just say hypothetically everybody comes back negative. That's not going to happen, but let's just say hypothetically. Yeah. Mind you, you can't confine students all into a bubble at the school. They're still going to go out into the community of the school that they're at. And then they may come in contact with somebody who is uh, positive for the coronavirus. They bring that back on the campus. Now, everybody on campus is at risk. Even everybody off campus is at risk who comes who comes on campus for classes. And, you know, with the athletes coming back, with the athletes, you know, having to be in close proximity, not only with their teammates, but also with fellow students, I just don't see how this can work. Yeah, I mean, you know... And, and you know we and you know we understand because you know we just we both just graduated. Most got most most kids that go to these big schools they don't live on campus. Mm-mm. Like they they all live in off campus apartments. So if you were, if everybody lived on campus, like okay, like at a D two school for example, where all the kids stay on campus, that you, you a bubble type type of deal could work because you don't have to leave the campus to go to go do anything. Like everything is right there. But man, University of South Carolina, there's no possible way you can you you can you, you can do that. I mean, this is no, this is no way. You have what over thirty thousand, forty thousand students. You have athletes that live in houses all across the city. They're, man, I, I, I need people to. I, 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 I predicted this months ago. I said, like, there will not be. I, I predicted we wouldn't have football. I was surprised the NFL worked their way to having it, but college football, mm, this is no way possible. You can, you can get that done. But no, I just look at it like this. Um. Even if you do try to confine people to a bubble, I just don't. You're gonna get pushed back from the students because they're not gonna want to come on campus just to want to stay on campus the whole time. 
Man, we know the people. We, we knowing the people we know. People want to have a kickback as soon as they get back to school. They want to link up with. They want to look up with the friends. Just go drink. I, it's just it's just too many ways for this virus to spread at a more rapid pace than, than it already has, especially in South Carolina, where it's third highest in the world. Like, yeah, you you like, and then just imagine the imagine the part of college football that would be affected. This is all. It's all the SEC, ACC out. Those schools cannot play, and that affected. Like you can't like you can't play any SEC games in Florida. <laughs> you can't play any games in South Carolina. You, I mean, this whole southern region of the U- United States is pretty much done for. You can't. I mean, you just it, it can't. It just can't happen. I mean, what are your thoughts on the whole uh, conference only schedules? Uh, I, I, I like the suggestion. I like it for I I mean it it just it just to me it still does it still doesn't work. I it it just to me even that still doesn't work because I mean like bro you, uh, look at a look at a conference like uh, like the ACC where Bo- where you have a team like Boston College all the way in the northeast that would still have to travel to come play a Clemson all the way in South Carolina. Like you still are just running into a lot of different factors that you just can't like I mean you just can't mitigate everything. I, I I mean it's just I, I like there, there really isn't any good suggestion for this. I mean unless you could work out a bubble like scenario, that there, there really just really isn't. I don't think there's a good suggestion out there. I mean I, I appreciate them for trying that, but even all even if it's a, a strictly conference schedule, it still couldn't still couldn't happen. Yeah, there's no way you can put college football. There's no way you can put college athletes in a bubble. Yeah, I yeah it's just it's man like you know it's just too much at risk. I mean, I, I think about the athletes themselves. Like, I, I think about the athletes that aren't going to be, you know, professional athletes. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, I mean, why would you subject yourself to that? You know, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't make much sense to me, man. I, I mean, I, I know, I mean, I know from an athlete's perspective, they want to play. That's what yeah. they do. They want to play. And I, and I get that. But, man, you, you, you're talking about risking your life for a game. Now it really depends on what environment those athletes do come from, though. Oh yeah, I know. I, 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 I get that. As of whether they want to come back to campus or not. I mean, but, uh, I, oh, go ahead. You saying? Oh no, 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 go ahead. No, no, I was done. I was gonna pivot to something else, but what you about to say? I mean, I, I mean, I was like, you know, it, I just, I just, I just hope the athletes are thinking more so about themselves right now in this moment. I'm like, bro, because I'm, I'm telling you. I try to tell, I try to tell preachers and athletes all the time. They they can replace you. You can be replaced. Put put yourself first. And this it's all it's all I can tell any athlete right now during 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 this pandemic situation. Now with with everything that's going on in the world, you know, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, and you know, with sports coming back and everything, athletes some for some reason feel like they're more empowered to speak up in a sense. I mean, they'll go so far, but I don't think they'll, like, push that limit. But how, how are you feeling about athletes now speaking out more? I appreciate it. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. But me and you both know that if you're not willing to take that next step, mm-hmm. not much is going to get done. I, like I said, I'll never, I'll never be upset at somebody for speaking up and speaking out and trying to bring awareness. That's that's that's. Is that's exactly what you should do, but as a, but as athletes, I mean, 
I mean, Kaepernick was the only one that 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 seemingly made that type of sacrifice. I mean, Aaron Reed did too. Aaron Aaron, Aaron Reed did too. Aaron Reed did too. I mean, people forget that, but you know, you know, Carolina unfortunately picked him up and gave him another shot. He played well, but you know, I mean, Kaepernick was the only one that that just that that took that leap, and he never got he never got it back. And I think that because of that, no, no, not many other athletes are willing to take that risk and 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 risk of not getting it back. Like you know, everybody's willing to take a risk if they can always come back to the situation and it is fine. And not everybody's willing to take that big leap. And I, you know, like I said, I I don't ask those guys to, to make those decisions. I, I I usually don't. I don't really look at athletes to be the spokesperson for me per mm-hmm. se. I, I I don't I don't leave it up to them. But I appreciate it. But I just I just know that there's still a tad more that, that there's still an extra step that, that a lot of these guys could go to. Now speaking of Kaepernick, I would be. I wouldn't be right to, without saying that the WNBA did take did take steps before Kaepernick did. They were out there, you know, protesting against police brutality before Kaepernick ever did take a knee. So I, I do want to give them credit. And with do you see the New York Liberty of uh, and Seattle Storm game? I did with, not. Well, during the national anthem, they just walked off the court. <laughs> see, hey, look, man, you know I. The WNBA definitely deserves a lot more, um, a lot more love and recognition because they're the, they're the one group that's like, like you said. So far, they've been the first to everything. They've been like they 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 are the first to step, step up and speak out. They're the mm-hmm. first to do a lot of things. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I gotta give more guy. You gotta give credit where credit is due. That the, that that group they aren't. They just haven't been afraid of, of, of speaking out. And mind you, they don't have like. If, if whatever they have gets taken away, they didn't have a lot. They they want they haven't been given a whole lot to begin with as far as like what they've been paid, and they're mm-hmm. still the first. They're still the first, first to jump out the window when it's time to get something done. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of them not being paid enough, like what are your feelings on the pay gap within in the WNBA? I, you know, I appreciate. Man, look, okay. I'll start. I'll start off by saying this. I appreciate the I, I appreciate the WNBA and their and, and and their game because I mean, like, I appreciate women's college basketball. And I'm a big. I'm probably a bigger fan of women's college basketball than I am men's college basketball. So I I know how good these women are. I know how talented they are. I know I know what they bring to the table, especially for, coming from the school we came from. It's, it's, it's coming from the school we we, we we came from. You gotta know how good I like how exciting women's women's basketball can be and. It's tough because if I was just going from a logistic perspective, like, hey, you don't bring in X amount of people, you can't get X amount of dollars, but they do deserve more than what they've been given to this point. My thing with them is I would like I would really love to see them make more money. And also like I just hate seeing them like fly on commercial on commercial planes. Yeah. Like the traveling conditions isn't good. They just got a new CBA where when they do travel, they just now get their own hotel room. It's, yeah, it's a, it's it just, is bad. It, it's bad because, like, you know, it's 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 like how you would treat an AAU. I've seen AAU teams get treated better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. I, I've seen AAU teams have hotels and and travel situations worked out better than the WNBA has. So, yeah, if you're a professional athlete, I I want to see them be tr- be treated. As professional athletes, treat be treated to the same standard that every other professional athlete in that sport gets treated 
treat gets treated as. So like I said, just just having the simple things like you know travel, you know uh, travel arrangements being or being more organized, hotels being being arranged like that type of stuff. Yeah, I that has to. I mean, and that's just that, that should just be the standard. Like it's sad to me that it's, it that that wasn't the standard for this long. You know what I'm saying? Because you think you think about professional athletes. You know, I, I don't think as a professional athlete, if you were a professional athlete, you would ever think you would have to worry about travel arrangement arrangements to get to your next game or or where you're staying or how your hotel is going to be set up. You know, I mean, think about it. when think about it. women's basketball is the only game where from college to pros, your conditions actually get worse. And exactly because I mean, like we came from the University of South Carolina, we understand. The atmosphere that all women's team brought to the table, like we, like we, you were, we were, I was at the UConn game this past season. Like that was a sold, sold out arena. Everybody, I was sick. I was sick that day. So oh I my even, god! I had a ticket and everything. Lord, hey, I was mad. Hey, and Stephon Gilmore was at that game too. Hey man, like I understand, I understand, like I like the, the, the environment they come from. Like I, like I, I couldn't imagine being like a, like a, you know, like a, like, like an Asia Wilson being like a superstar in college basketball, and then. Going to a situation where, where you don't even have the basic necessities even being being taken care of, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just it's a, it's a slap in the face to the athletes, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that that's the biggest thing. Like it's a slap in the face to the work they do and what they've done. And like I said, as a league, they just have they that's on the league. They have to get better at promoting their game. They have and and and, and, and I mean and hopefully. I, I know that I know they're doing more things now. That, I mean, they have more NBA players involved with helping promote their game. I mean, hopefully it just keeps getting better. And hopefully we'll just keep seeing that game, the women's game, grow more and more to the point where the NBA is. Now, on that subject, when you talk about the NBA players helping promote it, I feel like this pandemic, in some ways, have actually helped the WNBA. Because I'm seeing people just talking about it on social media even more than they ever would if it was like under regular circumstances. Oh yeah, man. I think I think under the circumstances that we're under right now, I think we've seen just 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 more people like just regular people do things or take or take initiative to things that they wouldn't have th- th- thought about before. Like I mean, we I mean we've seen more people be active in like just, just make kind of veering on top, but we've seen more people be active in the streets and be being active in protests and being more adamant about actually protesting and and and, and fighting for their rights. I mean, I'm seeing more people just look at. I, I, I feel like the, the, the WNBA is going to get a lot more love because they've been active with with a lot of, lot, lot, lot of social justice issues, and people are are recognizing that hey, these women need our support more than more than ever. Like like, like we like take we need to take initiative to watch their games, be fans, and really help them grow their game because they've been they've been a bigger they've been a big proponent of the black community. Mm-hmm. Now, are you familiar with the uh, Kelly Loeffler situation? I'm not. Well, she's a U.S. senator from the state of Georgia who is the co-owner of the Atlanta Dream WNBA team. Uh, okay. Once you say that, okay, yeah, yeah, it, it came, it came back to me. I, I, I remember bits and pieces, but you can, but you can just give me like, a, give me like a little refresher. Well, basically, you know how the WNBA they stood up and you know they're talking about Black Lives Matter. She came out against that, saying that we should not bring politics into sports, and she's not really for the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And with her saying that she doesn't want to bring politics into sports, but at the same time, she said that she wants to put American flags on the jerseys of her team. Man, look, man, look, I, we don't, I, you know, I, this is clown behavior. It's, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's clown stuff. And 
that that type of stuff right there is just comical to me because like it's all it's just all types of wrong. Like 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 it's 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 like it's like a watching a comedy skit. Like it's it's really like watching a like like a, like a Key and Peele comedy skit with how this how how this woman's been acting about. You know, I I mean the whole narrative about oh we don't bring politics into sports, man. Look, man, look, you 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 bring politics into sports as soon as you play the national anthem at every game. Mm-hmm. Politics is it's it, it, it's everywhere. I say every, every, everything as everything touches everything. Everything moves on a string. So that, that I mean, look, man, we we know what type. Look, if we're gonna be honest, we know what type of we know what type of woman this is. We know mm-hmm. we know what type of game she's playing. I mean, I, it, I, she was doing this for a reason, though, if I'm not mistaken. Where like, is, is she running for, like for some type of office or trying to be like yeah, somebody? She's, she's up for election right now. She, she didn't win her sentence, but she was appointed her sentence by by uh, Governor Brian Kemp, and yeah. she's now running for re-election. So we'll see how that goes. It's, it's, I think she, I think she's running against another Republican too. So I'm not really sure about that. Look, man, it's it, it's bro, it's it's. It, it, you said it right. It's election season. A lot, all the clowns come out for election season. Everybody's put on their clown suit. They're trying to entertain and do as much as they can do to get to, get, to garner any support that they can. Man, it's simply I, I do I. I don't even think she truly cares about half of the stuff she said. I think she's just only doing this to garner her supporters and garner mm-hmm. more support for what she's trying for, for her for really her ulterior motive, which is what you say. You said be, 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 being appointed to the Senate seat. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, 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 that 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 is what it is, you know. I, I mean, yeah, I, I I I understand completely what she's trying to do right now. I mean, it's not like she even needs the money. I mean, she's literally the richest person in Congress. So I mean, it, you know, I I, I mean, I, I'll I'll say this. I mean, it may be kind of veering on top from where you're trying to go, but it it shows you right now that you that we need more black ownership in sports. Absolutely, man. I mean, it just it just that type of stuff right there shows you that you have. You have to have more people look that look like us in 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 these in these seats and making these decisions because stuff like that, like foolish behavior like that, doesn't happen when you have people that understand what's going on. You know. Now you talk about clown season. I don't want to call this dude a clown because he may literally have some mental issues. But Kanye West. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> what's your take on Kanye West right now? Man. Okay. I would take the usual route of saying, oh man, Kanye's just, he just acting crazy, doing stupid, you know. But, bro, Kanye really needs help. Like, I I, I don't think they, and I just, I I really look more at the people around him right now than I look at him because Uh Kanye's been doing what he's been doing for years. We've seen these, we've seen these tirades and these episodes happen probably within the last decade, a lot of times within the last decade. I ain't looking at Kanye to change right now. He's Kanye is who he, who he's gonna be. I'm looking at people around him who either cosign a or just don't properly get the help that he needs. But again, at the end of the day, Kanye has to he has to want the help. But fam, you, are you are y'all telling me nobody can take this man's phone? Like nobody can get this man's phone from him and and, and, and get him off the internet right now. I just I, I I just hope that the people around Kanye are doing. What prop what needs to be done because if we and we've all recognized that everybody everybody puts on a cape for him as soon as as soon as this happens Ch- chance the rapper Kim all of his rapper like all of, everybody puts on the cape for him when, when he does these things but are these the same people that are working to get him to help when when these things are helped when these things are happening if you're if you're rushing to put on the cape be the first person to rushing and rushing get him some help when things start when things start going left 
And I think Kim didn't put on the cape for Kanye for the last time. It seems oh, like they're about to get a divorce. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably, that's probably coming down the pipeline. And it's just weird because I don't think they have a prenup, but Kanye literally said in the song, if you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup. So it's really, it's very, very contradictory to me. Kanye, Kanye, if, Kanye, if Kanye listened to Kanye, he wouldn't be in the situation right now. See, I judge Kanye, I judge Kanye by two different standards. I judge Kanye by pre-Kardashian Kanye and post-Kardashian Kanye. <laughs> Man, I, bro, I, this this uh, is this the guy that the, the guy that we first met wasn't. I just I couldn't have foreseen him turning into this. You know, I mean, we all. I mean, Kanye has always been kind of a he's been uh, he's always been a brash individual. He's always had his own opinions on things, but they were all they they usually still align with the black community for the most part. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it really wasn't until he got with Kim, then. You know, we you know we start seeing some some changes and stuff. Now he's selling t-shirts with holes in them. And you know I mean, like, yeah, all right, all right, man. He got he got he got the bulky shoe thing going on. Like, all right. Now, mind you, why I would not buy any of Kanye's fashion. It has made him a lot of money. So he's oh, doing yeah. so, he's doing something right oh, in that oh, instance. Oh, the guy's still a genius. At the end of the day, he still understands. He's still under, look. He's all he's always going to be good at making good products, except for at making his own albums right now. You know he's he's, he's great at he's, he's great at producing everybody else's stuff. It's not his own right now. But that's, yeah. that's actually exactly how I feel because if you listen to Pusha T's album, he did he did a good job on that. Bro, he hey look man, don't take it away from me. He is still musically inclined. He just isn't musically inclined for himself. <laughs> like I, hey, <laughs> <laughs> Lord, have you listened to his gospel album? Um, what was it? G- the Jesus G- King? Yeah. Yeah, I'll listen. I'll, I'll listen to it. Um, you know, look. Okay, all right. I, I, I just, I just, it's not a. It, it doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad at all. It, it, it's just, I, I don't think I'm going to Kanye for a gospel album. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 something in my spirit don't. Something in my spirit just don't sit right. But listen to a Kanye gospel album. That's just. I, I, nothing, nothing necessarily wrong with the album itself. I don't have a real music music critique for it. I just, I guess I, a Snoop Dogg can make a gospel album. Kanye can make a gospel. I get, album. yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. But you know, I, you know, you know, you know, you know, the, the Kanye I remember is like I remember Kanye from like the like the early like the late 2000s, early 2010s when that whole Illuminati thing was going on. I remember that Kanye, and I just be like, you know what, bro? I don't even know if I can rock with you like that. Oh, no, so you he, start you start rocking with him before he got with Kim? Yeah, I because well, I, I was I was I was a big Illuminati c- c- conspiracy theorist at the time when I was younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had I, I had I believed the whole I, part, I I believed the, I believed the whole thing. Then I kind of I kind of got out of. I'm like, bro, like, I was like, bro, like, why is it whenever whenever somebody's rich and black they gotta be in the Illuminati? I'm like, okay, well, listen, well, I, I'm gonna leave this alone. Man, that was, <laughs> that's funny. That was hey, a yeah. lie. <laughs> oh man i think i'm gonna end it right there man but thanks <laughs> but thank you everybody for joining me on the reality roundtable thanks i thank shantice for coming on to the show check out gym dropper sports on youtube check out the panthers brawl i've checked it out i've actually been a guest on both of them actually yeah yep also a quick shout out to reality yeah not the reality roundtable but um 
Dominate the Decade, that podcast. Oh, yeah, sir. Great them. content over there. Great content from those guys. Uh, shout out to Weight of the Eight, yeah, uh, Aspiring Abolitionists, and Sportscasters. They just started over there. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it, man. I got, bro, I, love, I love seeing all the black creators, man. I, love, I, love, I, really, I really love seeing it, man. It's a good time to be creative. I mean, we're all in the house. I mean, you're supposed to be in the house. Supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, but this has been another episode of Reality Roundtable. I'm your host, Jonathan Brown, and I'll see you next time.